Hey everyone, welcome back to Missions Now, the podcast about anything and everything missions through the eyes of the missionary. Today we are with Brian and Stacy, who are serving with their three children in Central Asia, where they have opened up a CrossFit gym and they're using that as their way into the country and into the lives of the people around them. In this first episode, uh, Brian's going to share about when he was first called to missions and then the long wait uh, from when that call happened to when they actually moved out on the field and the work that had to be done on the hearts in that interim there. Uh, and then they're going to share about their experience that they had in another country, how the Lord revealed to them that that was not where they were supposed to be. So I hope you enjoy and are blessed by what they had to say. Was there a specific time in your lives when you felt this call to missions? Uh, for me, it was at a missions conference here at Calvary. Um, at that time, I was not involved in any kind of international missions. I didn't have a heart for missions. Yeah. Um, but I was heavily involved in street evangelism. Okay. I was regularly going out in the street and sharing the gospel and and uh, doing that sort of work. And I had gone to the Calvary Missions Conference um, with the idea of learning more about evangelism and maybe picking up some tools or methodologies that would enable me to be more effective as a street evangelist. Yeah. And God used a speaker at that conference to call me. Mm. So, so what was that experience like? Like, how how did you know? How did he? How did God speak to you in that time? He was speaking about the amount of people in the world who have never heard the name of Jesus. Mm. And I guess if I describe it, I was feeling very jealous for my God, and I couldn't because I had never been exposed to mission, you know, missions or missiology that was all new to me. I just felt like I was almost physically struck by the fact that there was that many people in the world who had never heard the name of Jesus and immediately felt this burden in my heart that God wanted me to participate in doing something about that. Mm, yeah. All right, so so you feel this in your heart at this conference. You go home. You tell your wife right away. I remember that day going home and saying, honey, I think we're moving to Africa. Okay. And, and Stacy. What crossed your mind when, when that came? Was that out of the blue for you? or? Yeah, it was completely out of the blue. Yeah. And he was just recently um, coming back to the Lord. And I wasn't at that point yet. I was still sort of a prodigal. And I was, up until that point, just tolerating um, all of his religious fervor, I guess. Yeah. And so um, when he told me that, I, I didn't really know what to think. I, didn't, I don't think I took him seriously. Yeah. Um, because it did take a while for me to see that he was, this was a sincere and true, you know, Holy Spirit thing. You know, it came from God that he was really, truly uh, a changed person. And and slowly but surely, um, the Spirit started working on my heart, too, yeah. over the course of, I think it was probably four years okay. um, before I was really at a point in my heart where I was ready to listen to the Spirit and obey that he, you know, that that step of faith, you know, to, yeah, to move and, our family. And that's not like he came home and and, and dropped a, a subtle hint, like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe God's calling us out somewhere, right? It's like, eh, I think we're moving to Africa, which is mm -hmm. quite different from <laughs> life here in the States. Right? right. But he was very patient. I mean, you know, it, it took four years before my heart was in the same place sure. as his heart. And in that interim, he made several short-term trips 
And I was very supportive of that because I could see the Holy Spirit working in his heart and working in his life. And as I saw the fruit of, um, you know, that work in his heart and, and the trips that he was going on and the lives that were being touched, then, you know, I, I became more open to considering moving our family. Yeah. And so he, he did um, what he needed to do in that, in that time frame without pushing me. Yeah. He allowed the spirit to work and and that's kind of how we narrowed down where we were going to end up, you know. Yeah. Now, now Brian, talk to me a little bit about cuz you know, we knew each other before either of us went out mm-hmm. on the mission field and, and I knew that it was your heart for a long time and you know that there can be like a a desire to get out and do it now, right? So, so talk to me about that interim where you were ready to go, but the Lord was still working on on Stacy's heart. How, how was that for you? Yeah, I think that time was very important and very critical for God preparing us to actually go to the field as a family. Yeah. I mean, I came back from that conference saying, "I want to get on a plane tomorrow." Someone, I tell yeah, people, if someone right. put a plane ticket in my hand, <laughs> I would have gotten on a plane the next yeah. day. But God knew I wasn't ready. There were still a lot of things that needed to change in me. And there's still a lot of things I needed to learn. Yeah. And so as much as I had that zeal to immediately go, I mean, God knows and he knows when we're ready and I was not ready. It would have been a disaster Yeah. if I had gone <laughs> to that point with nothing but zeal yeah. and just enough knowledge to be dangerous. Um, <laughs> it's, it's and, and then the process with Stacy, just there was, a, there was a period of time probably for the first two of those four years where there was a little more pressure from my side of things for her to start reading books on missionaries and try to sort of began feeding that fire. Um, but there, it did reach a point where I felt very clearly from the Lord to take my hands off of that, mm. just to completely stop talking to her specifically about missions. You know, obviously spiritual things, but to, he just said, let me do it. Let her, yeah, and let it was really at the moment when I took my hands off and ceased from you know trying to pressure in any way that I, be, I began to see changes in her towards missions. That's the point where I kind of came back to the Lord okay. in my own life. Yeah. And obviously reading my Bible and praying and just seeking God's God's leading for my family rather than trying to decide what I wanted in my own life. It's a, a huge, huge component of it, right? The the family dynamic of both needing to be on the same page. You know, you, you mm-hmm. talked about it would have been disastrous if you had gone out when you initially wanted to go out. Um, and it's just, you know, God works through the family units and yeah, I had a wise uh, missionary, uh, tell me that, you know, God called me when you were already married with children mm. and just to be patient and wait for his timing because he wouldn't have called me if he wasn't going to also call my wife and prepare my children. Mm. Yeah. That he would do that. So how, about how long was it from when you originally felt this call to, to when you guys actually moved out? So not counting the short-term trips I went yeah. on, um, it was seven years. Okay. So it was May of 2008 when God called me and June of 2015. And we actually moved overseas as a family. Three years before moving overseas, we had gone to Zambia as a family for two months. And that was when we were really at the point, I think, where we were considering moving overseas as a family. During that seven years, did your... Did your faith in the in the call ever waver? Did you ever feel like this isn't going to happen? 
there was never a point where my faith in the call wavered. Yeah. But there were definitely very specific points where I couldn't see what God was doing next. And that was critical in part of the training before I went overseas. Because mm. those were the moments when I had to really believe in what I said I believed, mm. which is if God is in control of this, if he's calling me, then even though I can't see what he's doing, I have to believe that he is working. And I just need to wait for his time and be patient. And then how did you know when it was actually time for you to go out? Was was there like a a big, you know, eye-opening moment? Or was it just through the course of time a, a more gradual thing and just finally said, you know what, it's time? How did that play out? Well, one, one factor for us was the school year mm. because we had three children in yeah. school. And so we knew that we wanted to move during the summer. We chose towards the beginning of the summer so that we would have some time to get over jet lag and acclimate and things like that and get ready for uh, school before before our children had to just jump in. You know, yeah, we didn't sure. want to step off the plane and jump into a whole new school year in a strange place. So, um, uh, but the, the, the year was kind of decided after two trips there. You know, we, we went uh, for a a vision trip, I guess you can call it, in 2013 together okay. as a couple. Yeah. And we got to see the country and we took a lot of pictures and learned a lot, asked a lot of questions of other missionaries that were working there. And uh, over the course of that year, we prayed and, you know, God did close some doors, but, you know, did continue to encourage us that this is where we were supposed to be. And we just kept seeking answers. And the following year, um, Brian went back by himself and was in touch with a lot of uh, sports professionals, people who were running sports camps and ministries and things like that. And that just continued to confirm that the Spirit was narrowing the vision and um, leading us there. And more and more things began to fall into place. Mm. And so um, those things were kind of what helped us decide that the following year is when we were were going to make the move. And of course, there were some there were some things um, on this side of the world that were some doors that were closing, you know, with um, financial things and family things, you know, there was just some things that made us feel that we were not being pushed out, but like, okay, it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like for me, it was everything she just mentioned, but also clearly God confirming it for her that this was right for our family. Because yeah. that had been something that God had, you know, had said to me that, you know, when He confirmed it for her, when she was ready to go, then I would know it was time. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and I, I also feel like, like she said, all those details coming together, it was, I guess, when seven years prior to that, when I felt God had called me to missions, I had a broad, general call in my heart, and God used those seven years to gradually refine and narrow that vision, yeah, to the point where He was using. Uh, the talents that I already had yeah. to minister there in this country. And he had removed basically all their options from the table. It was the type of country and the type of ministry and the type of people that was on our heart. All lining up. So everything kind of lined up yeah. to make it perfectly clear to us at that point uh, that it was time to go. Yeah. And one important thing was our children. Uh, two years before we moved, when we went on the vision trip, just Brian and I, we came back and we we've felt very much at peace with this being the place for us. And we when we told our children 
all three of them cried. Mm. And <laughs> they knew that we were praying about this as a, as a family. We were praying about moving. And um, they knew it was a possibility, but when it became more of a reality, they were, they were upset. Sure. But we did see over the course of the two years um, preparing to move there, God worked in their hearts. And when it, the time came to go, they were ready. Okay. So that was a big factor, too. It's a, a big component of it. Now, how about the, the rest of your family? How did they react, uh, especially going to uh, a closed country, right? And, and that could cause some mm-hmm. potential fears in, in mm-hmm. relatives and loved ones. How, how did they react? As far as my parents, I think that they were sad to say goodbye to us. Yeah. But because, as Stacy mentioned, I had... You know, seven years prior to that, I had recently come back to the Lord, and they saw what God had done in my life over those seven years. They were just excited to see that work of God in my life and knew he was clearly doing something. And as as much as it was heartbreaking for them to say goodbye, they were also, I think, very proud and excited to see what God was doing in my life. Yeah. And uh, my siblings were mostly supportive. You know, I would say they had some concerns because of the the country that we're ministering in, especially one of my brothers who works for the government like there was some he knew more things than maybe we knew sure um but they were all i would say generally supportive yeah yeah our family ranges in their spiritual walks and so there was you know one end of the spectrum where they were very supportive and excited for us there was um you know people who are in the middle or they don't fully understand but they're you know believers so they're you know if god is telling you to do this go ahead and do it and then you know at the other end of the spectrum um, you know, there was a little bit of hostility. Yeah. Um, mm. But thank God that that has and... been resolved. You know, Great. thank Great. God he's yeah. he's worked in the hearts of those family members where they're no longer hostile to the idea yeah. of missions. Even. Yeah, that was one That's of the helpful <laughs> blessings as we went out the door. The last Sunday we were here it was her one brother who was particularly hostile to us going. Yeah, he was at the third service before we left and he went forward that morning and gave his life to Christ. Oh wow. So that was amazing. Kind of an amazing gift. Yeah. Yeah, as we went out. I want to touch on on one other thing quickly here. Um you you talked about you spent a couple months in Zambia. Now when you felt this call at this missions conference and you went back and you said, I think we're moving to Africa. And then you have this short term sort of scouting trip where you're two months in Africa and it seems like things are maybe lining up to, to what you had felt. But at some point in there, you realize this isn't the place that God has for us. Just tell me a little bit about that, like how you recognize that, that I'm still called to missions, but this, this isn't it. So when I first felt called and said, we're moving to Africa, that was basically a statement out of ignorance in that in my mind, Af- missions meant going to Africa. Sure, yeah. You know, it's what you see Yeah, most missions are being promoted. And if initially, those were my, my trips that I went on. My short-term trips were to Africa. Um, but as I went on subsequent trips, God was refining and narrowing his call in my life to work with Muslims. Okay. And eventually to the idea of working in a Muslim country that was restricted access and did not have access to the gospel. And when I was asked to consider planning a church in Zambia, I was reluctant and hesitant to go because I knew that God had this call on my heart mm-hmm. to minister to the unreached. Um, but in talking with the leadership of our church, they were willing to send us 
yeah. uh, to know for sure if this was something maybe God had for us. Yeah. Uh, they were willing to participate in us going for that extended period of time so that we would know for sure after spending two months on the field, once the honeymoon period wore off, is this the place for us or is this not? Yeah. And can our family and can our family survive that? You know that the, kind of environment. And I had made it clear that you know I wasn't sure if this was the kind of yeah. ministry, and uh, they thought better be safe than sorry. Yeah. And we were there for two months, and after the first month went by, we were in the capital, and I spent time meeting with various pastors in the capital about my heart for work with Muslims, of which there was a growing population in the capital. Mm. And then it kind of the Lord just kind of put on my heart one day after about two weeks in the capital with two weeks left to go, I realized I'm speaking to all these pastors. And that started out of my head, like this place is churched. Mm. There are churches everywhere. There are access to the gospel. There are not Calvaries here, but there are great churches doing great things here. Yeah. With a heart for missions, with a heart for church planning all over Africa, you know, not just that country, but the surrounding nations as well. Yeah. And it just, it, with a week to go, it was clear to me that this was not for us. And I, I came back to the States and spent time praying about it. Um, but I already knew before we came back that that door was closing. Yeah. So you felt more called to, to a place where there wasn't already yes. things established. But I do feel it's important to mention that God definitely used that trip to confirm that our family was called to go for Stacy and for the children. Like He used the trip for that purpose, I believe. Mm. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, join us next time as we, we pick up this conversation with Brian and Stacy. As always, if you enjoyed, feel free to tell your friends and, and share with others who you think might be blessed by it.